The Bible Study Podcast, episode 425. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with Matthew 9. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with the Gospel of Matthew today with chapter 9. And in chapter 9, Jesus heals someone, but there is more to it than that. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the men, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to man. It is interesting. Do you notice this theme here of authority in the Gospel of Matthew. I'd never really noticed it as much as I have in this study, but we keep getting authority, authority, the authority the centurion says he has, the authority over the wind and the waves, the authority by which he both forgives sins and tells this man to take up his mat, to get up and walk. Now, I like the version of Luke a little better than this because Luke tells the whole story about how these four friends take this paralyzed man and lower him down through the roof of somebody's house while the owner of the house is probably watching there as Jesus is teaching in the middle of Jesus' teaching. But Matthew's version is a subset of Luke's. And he just talks about the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is forgiveness and healing. So, these men bring this paralyzed man to Jesus, and he looks at them, and he, he looks at this man, and he forgives him. Now, the issue here is, one, does Jesus have the power to forgive? And certainly the teachers of the law says he does not. Only God does. And so for him to say, your sins are forgiven, he is blaspheming. He is acting as if he were God which is true, our understanding is that Jesus is God, and therefore he can do this. So that's the one issue. The other issue is this isn't why the friends brought the man to Jesus. The friends brought the man to Jesus to heal him. But Jesus looks at the man and sees he has two problems, three problems, really. He has unforgiven sin, and because he is paralyzed, everybody assumes he has unforgiven sin. He has a problem in the community that when people see this paralyzed man, they're going to say, whose sin caused this man to be paralyzed? Because that is their understanding is that if the man is paralyzed, he did something wrong, or maybe his parents did something wrong, if he was born paralyzed. But whatever the reason is, he's got this other issue. And Jesus in front of everybody says, you're forgiven. And when people raise this objection, how are you, how can you do this? Who are you to forgive sins? Jesus says, well, which is easier? Now, it's just as easy to say your sins are forgiven and get up and walk, but it's a whole lot easier to see the results when he says get up and walk because the man takes his mat and goes home. And so what Jesus is saying, because you can see that he can now walk when I told him to, you can know that he is now forgiven when I told him 
he was. And that's why they say, praise God who gave this authority to man. Praise God who gave this authority to this man, to Jesus. It's all about authority. Now, it's interesting because remember where we are in the story here of Matthew. Matthew has been telling us about Jesus' miracles. He's told us of the feeding of the 5,000 already. He's told us of the walking in the water. At this point, we get the calling of Matthew. At this point, we get his entering the story. So he's apparently heard some of the things before here, either because he's been on the periphery of the crowds, like this one, for instance, it seems to be happening in the same town, but it says, as Jesus went on from there. So this story is tied to the previous one. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners." Jesus is quoting from Hosea, Hosea 6, verse 6. I have, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. That God desires to forgive us. That God desires to restore us. That God's great desire is to be reconnected with his people. And that is very much the story of the prophet Hosea. You may remember from when we read that. The prophet of Hosea who was told to marry a prostitute because that's the way the people were behaving towards him. They were unfaithful to him. And he was told to do that and then to call her back because he desires mercy. And that's what happens here is Matthew is a tax collector. He is working for the Romans. He is a tax farmer is the way the system works. He buys the privilege of collecting taxes and he can get as much as he can get out of them. There's no strict tax code that everyone is very clear on. You owe this, you don't owe this, you go to H&R Block and you figure it out. He's working for the occupying power. He is a quizzling. He is a traitor to his people. And so the only people who hang around with him are the other people who have been rejected by society, other tax collectors and sinners. And when we say sinners, we mean people who are obviously sinners, the people who everybody in town looked at them and said, that's a sinner. We don't mean that all the sinners in town, because that would be everybody. That's our understanding. But of course, that wasn't their understanding. So Jesus goes to dinner with Matthew. Jesus calls Matthew. He says to this man, come, get up and follow me. Come be one of my people. And Matthew did the right thing. Matthew, unlike, remember, those other two people that we read about in the last chapter who were called and had excuses, Matthew gets up. He goes. Just as Peter and Andrew did, just as James and John did, Matthew comes. And he invites Jesus to a party with sinners because he invites Jesus to come and meet the people who he knows. And the Pharisees have trouble with that. Why are you hanging out with that type? Why are you hanging out with those people? But God loves those people. Whether we are those people or we are more like the Pharisees, God loves those people. God loves us. And 
their understanding is you don't hang out with those people because when you hang out with those people, you become like those people. I understand that. That's what my mother told me. Don't hang out with those people. But when Jesus hangs out with those people, they become more like him instead. He doesn't change. They're the ones who are affected. When he says to Matthew, come follow me, Matthew gets more like Jesus. Matthew later on goes and writes this book we're reading. Matthew gets to be a pillar in the church. Matthew gets to be someone who is explaining to the Jews how God sent them a Savior and they overlooked it. Matthew was one of those people. Matthew was one of those people for whom God had love, for whom God had a plan. And pity the person who rejects someone that God loves, that God has a plan for, just because they think they're one of those people. With that, we're going to take a break. We're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus, so ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.